You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and the planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. It has been quite a while. I apologize. I have been struggling a little bit with the coronavirus lockdown, like many of us. I had hoped to still maintain the podcast bi-weekly, but realized that that pressure during this crazy time was not doing me any good. So I took some weeks to focus on clients, blog, art, self-care, all of those things, and podcasting was put on the back burner. Also, before the lockdown started, I had a bunch of in-person interviews scheduled, which all got canceled, of course, (laughs) and it bummed me out so much because I really love doing in-person chats, and it really just put a damper on the whole podcasting experience for the most part, you know. Uh, Being forced to do everything remotely for the foreseeable future felt, it felt bad. It felt unnatural. And it really uh, hindered my motivation a little bit. So I had to get in the mindset of, you know, only doing remote interviews. And that took me some time. But um, yeah, I had to also explore some different options for interviewing, you know, remotely. Because I had used some different ones in the past that did not work out right. So I had to get back researching on that. And I have been doing them through Zoom uh, which has been working fairly well. Um, so I feel better. I'm back on it. I feel inspired. I think I just needed a little break to really reset my mind and my mindset. But I think that naturally makes sense. I mean, this is the most bizarre time period that any of us living right now have ever experienced. Uh, it's it's very unnatural. And just trying to just thinking that we can do our normal quote-unquote day-to-day activities the same or even with the same motivation is unrealistic. So, but I am back. I'm feeling re- I'm feeling good and I'm ready. So I hope you've been doing well, as well as you can be. Um, I've posted on my Instagram before that, you know, honestly, just getting out of bed and like cooking dinner, cooking breakfast, whatever it is, like those are accomplishments because... I mean, this is a bizarre, a bizarre time, but enough about that. We all, we all know how it feels. Um, We will get right into today's guest who I am so excited about. It's Liz Wood, one of the most fun and energetic people I know. Liz and I met at Hilo Fitness, my gym here in the Charleston area. She is a partner with the gym as well as the director of their bar program which in my opinion, she is the best bar instructor ever. Um, She makes working out so much fun and she's been in fitness her whole life coming from an athletic family. So we chat about all the different fitness avenues she's tried and why she likes certain ones better than others and you know how they led her to where she is today. We get into her recent lifestyle change of becoming a mostly plant-based vegan, which started out pretty slow, but then became apparent that it was necessary when her eight-year-old daughter was having digestive problems. So we get into all this plus her experience 
with having breast implants and then having BII, which is breast implant infection. We talk about that. We talk about standard American diet, American food culture. We talk about all kinds of different things. I think you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Liz Wood. Hey, Liz. <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Uh, well, uh, I've been better considering that our internet is not working very well. So we're going to try this and hope for the best. If you're listening and it cuts out, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're doing what we can. Yeah, we're trying our best. So um, I miss your face. I'm going to be honest. I miss Hilo. I miss you. I miss class. I definitely realize how much I love group fitness in general and high low for sure. But like, I just like to work out with other people, you know? Yeah. I miss touching everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I miss class. I know. I know. I, it's not the same. It's not. I even miss, it took me a few weeks, but I even miss being that sweaty now. You yes. Know? Oh, I definitely miss getting that sweaty. And I am definitely not one of those people who was for the hot part of, of high low, you know, cause it, originally when I started there, it wasn't hot and then y'all turned up the heat and I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I'm going to hate this. I was not happy about it, but now I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I, yeah. I agree. So for those that are listening, obviously, uh, well, you are, you work at Hilo. Uh, I guess you're like their head or what, what's your like title there? So I'm actually a partner with, um, oh. because I, yeah, so there's four partners. Um, and I'm one of them. I've been there. I'm the only original I've been there since before we opened actually. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'm also the director of the bar program. So it used to be director of the low program. And then we got Kate, luckily, yeah. and, um, we branched off into bar and yoga. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's so what what's your story with just fitness in general? Have you always been into exercise and I don't know, bar yoga? Yes. Things? Well, not bar and yoga, but exercise. It started with running. My, I'm one of six kids and my parents met through track. My dad was my mom's track coach and so fast, like Olympic trials fast in the, um, rec Virginia Tech, still the Hall of Fame. Um, and so we all ran and did sports our whole lives. And I ran collegiately and earned a personal scholarship. Um, but I got injured like so much. And so mm. I got injured, I would stop running and I wouldn't really know what to do. Mm. And um, I would like swim and stuff, but that was kind of it. And then, and we didn't really have bar and even really yoga much like in I mean, bar is kind of a newer thing, I guess, you know. No, nah, I mean, it's been around since the 90s, but just like in college, I went to Radford University in Virginia, Southwest Virginia. They didn't really have any of that. There's no fitness studios in Virginia, you know, yeah. or where I was. Yeah. So um, after college, I would still run, but then I would get injured. My whole family's like really prone to injury and we're all like really tight muscles. We're not flexible at all. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but I knew I wanted to be like a personal trainer. So I got that certification and I would like train, I would train some clients and then I got into pole fitness mm-hmm. and which was really exciting and interesting. That was like 150 hour training. It was so intense. Um, Wait, what kind of fitness? Pole. What is that? It's like stripper pole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I went to a bachelorette party for one of my friends in college and we, we did like a pole class, you know, uh-huh. just like a bunch of girls. I loved it so much. And I got a pole and, um, this is like, nine. yeah. And then I got a pole and, um, I would play on it and watching YouTube videos. And then there was an audition for one at a studio. So I did it and went through the training and taught mm. the studio owner was like, we didn't mesh well, so I wasn't there long. But then I got like a bar certification, and then I got another bar certification, and and worked at a bar studio, a small one, and that's where I really started getting into group fitness. I taught like a lot, and then like Orange Theory and cycling, and so I just have taught so many different avenues. Um, in yoga, I got my yoga certification, but the only studio I taught yoga. In Hilo. So these other places I taught like at other studios like Orange Theory and mm-hmm. Method Rye, which is like a soul cycle version down here. And so I just um realized when I was running and getting injured all the time that I couldn't just run. I loved it so much and I still do. It's like my movement meditation, you know, mm-hmm. but I kept getting injured and surprisingly when I started teaching and taking bar like three four times a week I would run on my own a few times a week and I would start running 5ks and I was running under 20 minutes for the 5ks like in 19 minutes and I was only training a few days a week I wasn't even training like no nothing nearly as intense as what I would do in college yet my times were getting closer and I really owe that to bar I really believe that it was because I wasn't really doing much yoga then I wasn't really doing anything else but running and some weightlifting. Wow. I also did a fitness competition. So I've really tried to like try everything. everything. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't believe in stagnation. I don't believe in like one thing. I believe everyone should be. That's why I love Hilo. Like when I interviewed for Hilo, I told them they had to hire me because I was like, <laughs> this is literally what I preach, you know, yeah. like yeah. everything. So, yeah. so really, I've just been in fitness my whole life and I just do everything. You love it. Yeah. I mean, do you have a favorite thing? Like, do you think that bar resonated with you more than, you know, maybe some of the other, uh, fitness avenues? I think bar, um, because I could tell dirty jokes <laughs> and I have no filter whatsoever. Actually, before so I, used to work, I was like staying at home, my husband was like, I can't take you anywhere because you have no filter. Like you're not going to be able to like, Beyond the public, when I was just staying home with Lorelai, and I would like train some clients, and I would go to the pole studio where it's like raunchy yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it works, and actually, fitness is like the perfect place to have no filter, and everyone loves it. So um, I think bar and running resonate with me the most. Like running, I'll never. I mean, it hurts to run now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just getting old, and it hurts. I have a broken toe, and my hip hurts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um yeah running I mean I really love um I really really loved uh method ride the rhythmic Mm -hmm. cycling like going to cycle studios where it's based on like your um 
anything else really like they have some like challenge boards sometimes they put up and you want to like be the first place winner, all that stuff for mm. site. I, I like the rhythmic based ones. Like I just like music moves me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Each time I don't use is when I'm running and then I just run in nature and that's it. That's so refreshing because I feel like I see like 99% of the people who are out running just have their headphones on and it kind of makes me sad, you know, like you're missing out on the whole world. Like you're outside, might as well enjoy it, you know? I never wear headphones, ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever. I mean, if you're going to be inside on a treadmill, then whatever, like watch TV or, you know, listen to music. Well, I can't run on treadmills either. I, I hate them. Oh, so I don't I, like them, but I'm saying yeah. to other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think running and bar, I still love everything, but I think those are my two. And I really got into weightlifting when I did the, the, um, fitness competition, but I've noticed in the last year that I get bored when I'm weightlifting. So, Hmm. Mm. I mean, do you do that at all anymore? Like, Oh yeah. I still do it every, like every couple of times a week. Yeah. 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 But just not as much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I will say you're like definitely one of the most fun, you know, instructors. I mean, <laughs> I try to. Like, oh, it's fun because, you know, sometimes I am in class and everybody is so freaking serious. And, they're, and I'm just like, <laughs> I probably look like such a dork, anyways. I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. No, you don't. And then you say something funny, and I don't know if they're just like, so in their heads anyway, maybe, I don't know. And then you say something ridiculous and I'm just like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> sometimes people laugh, sometimes they don't. There was one class where I made so many jokes and I started to make a lot of friends jokes and Carissa and Kelsey and a few other um, yeah. members were in there and, and I was like, you guys aren't laughing. Finally, Carissa said, Liz, you're funny. This is just hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's uh, probably true too. It's like, yeah. my butt hurts really bad. Okay. I can't think about anything else. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, I'm kind of just try to amuse myself to amuse you yeah. guys and amuse myself. You know, you do a great job. You do a great yeah. job. I love it. So, um, one of the things I wanted to chat about today is you are newly on the plant-based venture and you have two kids and a husband, and I'm sure there are other people out there who possibly struggle with trying to figure out how to get their kids or their families on board as far as, you know, when they're trying to change their lifestyle or change their diet or incorporate more vegetables and people, some of, sometimes it doesn't go over as well as, uh, you know, they'd like to, but anyways, I would love to start first off, like what was, what was the, uh, the moment that you decided to go more plant-based? Um, there was a moment at, um, the end of last year and there was times like leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I used to eat a lot of dairy Yeah, and I remember my aunt saying like that dairy wasn't really bad for, for it was bad for everyone. That like, even if you didn't feel like you had a problem and I was thinking, well, that's like her opinion and that's fine, but I'm fine with dairy. Um, everybody, but like one person in my family. So that's like four or five of us has like issues like celiac disease or, um, ulcer colitis, like what you have, um, or dairy problems, allergic to dairy, allergic to peanuts. I actually am one of the only ones that doesn't. 
and I still <laughs> like gave it all up. But um, it was like a slow transition of having like these cheese sandwiches every day. And then like, I think probably when I started my kitchen and I was doing like macros and weighing everything out and mm. I kind of realized there's so many other <laughs> eating other things and um and then I just never really went back to having cheese sandwiches every just something I would have every day like I make my own bread and I would just put cheddar cheese on it you know that kind of thing and have yeah. like cream every night and all that jazz like how I grew up really yeah. um but then so I slowly transitioned with that um without even realizing it just mm -hmm. like naturally just not having as much just yeah. I didn't even care um and I went vegetarian um I don't even know when honestly that was an easy transition too I went like I would say you know Helen 20 yeah <laughs> I would say 80 percent vegetarian like so sometimes we'd have breakfast with bacon and I would like eat the bacon because I love um then I most like went vegetarian for like probably yeah, the middle to end of last year. I don't remember when because I really care much about meat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just oh. not a big deal to me. Yeah. So um, then one night at the end of last year, so like November, it was even earlier than that. I've been feeling like kind of gross anyway. Like Thanksgiving, I remember looking at my cousin well my husband's cousin who is vegan she's plant-based her name's sarah she's great she has like a pot a, not a podcast of instagram like sweet vegan sarah and she showed her thanksgiving so beautiful looking mm. and like plant-based and i was just like this looks delicious and i don't want to eat this other stuff yeah it's um, so much more my, vibrant right so after thanksgiving i'm not eating meat anymore so day after Thanksgiving, I said, we're not eating meat anymore. It is. Like Adam, you can have it outside the house, but we're not bringing meat back in the house. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be the only one. None of us are. And how did, they, um, how did, how did he take that? Was he mm -hmm. cool? I mean, he was like, okay, like, let's try something. Different. He wasn't like excited, but he was like, fine. I mean, he'll go out still. I mean, not now because we're not working, but actually even now he like went out and Chinese. Mm. I mean, <laughs> goes out some and gets his own like at work and stuff. But at home, I make most of the dinners and I make great stuff. Yeah. So then, and the kids were kind of like, so we talked about it, and I explained to my kids, and I made my husband watch that that movie Game Changer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he did, he did become vegetarian. Then I will say that he wanted to after he saw that. Nice. He was like, I can do it. Yeah. Cool. And, and my sister-in-law was like, I'll do it too. And her husband was like, I'll do it after I do the competition. Cause he owns a gym. So it was like a spiraling every do it kind of thing. Yeah. And I told my, my kids were upset first. They were like, have fried chicken. <laughs> and then I told them how mean they are to the chickens and how some chickens can't even stand on their legs so fat and they fall down and they all like just all the bad things. Yeah. I mean, Kind of because they're kids and the PG version of it, right? And yeah. my son got sad, and he came up with this plan to save all the animals in the whole world. And if we could just go to every farm houses and save all the animals, oh. and I was like, where would we put them? And he was like, well, take them to grandma's house because she has lots of land. 
Oh yeah. my God, what a sweetheart. Oh. Yeah. So then every night, like I miss bacon I'm like I know but that's a pig a, a whole pig and I tell them about a story about like when I was a kid I got to like hold baby pigs and it was so cute so tell them a compassionate story to remind them right right and then they're fine that's awesome um, yeah so it, that one works just because they do love animals we have a dog and a cat um but then the vegan part came one night when I was reading I'll have to send it to you like how to heal your microbiome or something book I and, have of this <laughs> yeah and um it's because my daughter had issues with her stomach for a year and we went to the doctors a lot and we tried to get a referral to a gut doctor and they wanted to come back in and she had many other issues mm -hmm. and spiraling from this and never once did the pediatrician say anything about her gut health and they wouldn't even give us a referral until we came in again after spending hundreds of dollars thousands actually on tests like blood tests everything and um not allergy tests but everything else and yeah. um i was reading this and i was like oh my gosh like i need to go vegan so that i can see and you know so 22 days and you take all these things out and you can slowly eat them and i was like i might incorporate gluten, but like my only my own bread that's organic really much and I think I want to be vegan forever. Like just reading the book and like understanding that like the cholesterol and eggs, for example, and like, there's not really, there's not really a benefit that you can get from eggs that you can't get being else that's plant-based and like what they do, even like organic eggs, like we don't have our own chickens and we used to, but like, so that kind of thing. And then just, knowing that in the book, one of the examples of this doctor had a client who was highly allergic to eggs and you would have never guessed that eggs was the allergy ever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was like, I want to do this for Lorelai. And I was like, well, I should just do the whole family because you know, Lorelai, my daughter was not sick a, t a few years ago when my son, so he could get sick in a few years too. So we should yeah. just all do it everything from the house so I literally just the next day all vegan and I took everything out I mean everything and wow. um gave it away to people and husband gave it away to people and I it would took time he I had to teach him how to read the label he would go to the store and be like um does this have this in it blah 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 I'm home and it would have eggs in it because everything yeah. has eggs in it or like soy sauce has gluten in it you know yeah. so it took time and now he's like really good at, at it. And I think he was on board because after only a week, after only a few days, we saw a huge change in my daughter. I mean, it was debilitating hmm. for her. It was a huge problem just to get up in the morning oh. and in school, it was the most anxiety and crying every single day. Oh. And in school, she was terrified and I, I had to like talk to her, her. I mean, it was horrible. How old is she? Eight? Yeah, she yeah. turns tomorrow. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So I was like, well, I want them to like being vegan. So I followed, um, actually made some of your recipes too. And I followed other people when I just started like Googling all different recipes. And then after like a few months of really working diligently, like with all these different recipes and trying to all make all this different stuff, really only like a month or two. I say a few months because it's been forever, but it's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like realized it's really not that challenging. I don't have to make substitutes. Like I don't need to make these like gluten vegan bagels. We just don't have to have bagels anymore. Right. Like, okay. Like I don't have to make substitutes for things. I'm just eating plant-based vegan food. I'm not like trying to make a vegan cream cheese anymore, which I do right. buy that at the store, but like, I don't really need to substitute. I just need to eat like whole foods, you know, and oh. it's way easier than people realize. And I think if people could like saute and, um, spice up their vegetables the way they do with meat they really wouldn't care that much about not having the meat because it's really all about the spices and that's Absolutely. what i learned with all this it's 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 you still need the taste yeah you can do that with anything you know so exactly yeah, I mean, it's not like you eat, I, I've definitely said this to other people, it's not like you eat meat plain. Like nobody eats plain chicken. Like that's disgusting. You know, like they, you put herbs on it or you put, you know, lemon or garlic or I don't know, whatever you do. I mean, you just do that to plants. It's just the same, you know? Right. Well, and I will say we do eat fish. We eat fish and shrimp. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot, but so we are like vegan pescatarian, I guess. Right. Um, so we do eat that. Um, right. Yeah, I my mean, husband, uh, he eats he eats oysters and shrimp. Those are like his things that, yeah. that he's never going to not eat. <laughs> yeah, we eat more shrimp than fish. We don't yeah. eat very much fish, but every now and then. So, so yeah. and I think, I think I was really surprised that my husband didn't say anything. He was like really, really great about it. And he's always been great. And I think it's because he saw the change in Lorelai and mm -hmm right away. And she will tell you now, I don't ever want to go back to that because I feel so great. And she felt so horrible. And actually one time, a few days later, she ate something a friend gave her mm. and horrible crying for two hours. It was terrible. Mm. And we actually, then we went to a nutritionist, um, Abigail King. She's so great. And we oh, got, yeah. Yeah, we did delayed allergy testing um, just because I did all the research and I knew like regular allergy testing wouldn't be beneficial. So I did delayed allergy testing and we found out that she is allergic to the gladian in wheat mm -hmm. or gluten. And then she's allergic to eggs and dairy. So it was exactly everything I took out. Yeah. Yeah. And so she said, she was like, well, if you're vegan, like it's fine. Don't worry about the eggs and the dairy. And she's like, with gluten, I mean, that's probably going to be the the biggest issue here, the reason why her stomach hurts so bad. So, mm -hmm. so the rest of us, we have eaten gluten, but we only eat my organic bread. And then every once in a blue moon, if I make something that has um, gluten in it, but most things I try to make gluten free since Lorelai can't have it. Right. So we really, I mean, and right now we're not even going out to eat or anything like that. I mean, if we do, I probably would eat gluten, but not a lot. So um, we are, we are not gluten-free, but it's like, you try to do organic as much as you can though. Yeah. Yeah. And my homemade stuff mm -hmm. and like 80% of it is, is kind of gluten-free. And I don't believe that people need to be gluten-free necessarily, but you know, I do know that when I went from being gluten-free, cause I did cut that out for all of us just to see how our bodies would react and kill our gut. It did. Like I felt a little bit for like the first day or two. So I think that it affects me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that you can tell a difference if it's organic wheat versus just normal wheat or have you tested that? Well, I haven't gone back to non-organic ever. Yeah. So I think that I, I don't necessarily think I, I certainly don't have an allergy to gluten. Like I, I'm not going to like 
end up at the hospital or whatnot. But I, uh, I had went gluten-free. That was like the first thing I ever did, you know, because whenever I got sick, that was kind of, uh, it had really become trendy, you know, like the gluten-free yeah. thing. And I remember I asked my doctor, I mean, I, it's so bizarre to me in general when somebody has a digestive problem like me or your daughter and nobody says anything about what you put in your body, which literally like, that makes no sense considering that is the system that deals with breaking down food, right? It's just insane. So no doctor told me anything about food. I, I asked, was there some, you know, something that I should or shouldn't be eating? Uh, should I try gluten-free? And the doctor was like, I mean, you could try, but it's probably not going to make a difference, which is just like, just insane, right? Yeah. Um, and I did feel better in that I felt lighter when I first went gluten-free. Um, it was like my blood was lighter. Anyways, long story short, um, now I have been pretty much 99% gluten-free. Sometimes I'll have organic like bread. Um, yeah. But what was crazy is last year, uh, eucalyptus has like this really great avocado toast and their bread is from somewhere down to, you know, it's like a local... Um, Brown's Court is like the little coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you know, I'll just have like one, I'll just have half a slice. Derek and I are going to share it. You know, it'll be fine. The next day I had so much inflammation in my knees, like, like that I never have had before, you know, cause I, 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 I wouldn't say like, oh, it was something else or this was just like a fluke thing. Like I, it was a bizarre, bizarre pain. And I attribute it to the fact that it wasn't organic. Honestly, I just feel like Maybe it was just so much glyphosate. I don't know, but now right. I'm not. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's hard is like going out. It's hard, and like it we is. find it hard too going out as a family that is vegan, and we have at least one person and gluten free. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard, but I mean, I mean, it's definitely like more questions to ask. <laughs> like, is this gluten free and vegan? And then the people were, but you know, yeah. it's. I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, it's worth it when you feel better. <laughs> and honestly, like. I believe it's the best thing, whether you have um, gut issues or not, to be vegan at least. Yeah. And but because we have a child who has these allergies, it's 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 almost like easier to be like, well, she's allergic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like people won't accept you to be in that way just because it's better for the environment and because we don't want to hurt animals and because it is better for your body and you just aren't like right. in tune with your body or haven't tried it or whatnot. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way the same with me having this like diagnosis, even though like I just consider that old, old news, you know, cause I, I've felt great for years now. So, um, but it does make it, it's weird though. When people, for me, they'll be like, Oh, well you can't eat this. And it's like, no, I could, if I wanted to, I just don't want to. And I mean, it's not like it's going to send me to the hospital or anything. I just, feel better when I don't basically healed myself. And yeah, it's better for the environment. I don't have to harm animals directly and, you know, contribute to that freaking industry that is just horrible. So. Right. Yeah. Happy earth day. You want to help the earth. You should go vegan. I know. Five days a week. You know, like my brother, he used to eat a lot of meat and now he's like, he doesn't eat dairy because it's, bothers his skin and his stomach but he's yeah. like I think he's like plant forward so he has me like once or twice a week and that's it which is like a big change for that's him that's huge so he's like very he lives in New York um and he's like really open-minded about all that kind of stuff which I really like it's hard for me when when people judge 
us or me or whatnot. It's hard because I'm like, in reality, we are very open-minded because we've even tried it. Like, I mean, I, I believe I'll probably be vegan forever, but I'm not going to put that label on myself as forever because we'll like punish you for that label. If they see you eating something, catch you doing. Yeah. Right. So, but, um, if people, you know, right away when people are like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. I can never do that. I'm like, can you can just try it for like a day or two like do you don't even realize what being vegan is like avocado toast it's vegan. i know i know <laughs> it's like that you know when people are like i've never had vegan food i literally had this old lady ask me say that and i was like really you've never had any type of fruit any vegetable you've never had you know i mean pretty much 90 percent of the food you eat rice pasta like pretty much all those things are freaking vegan like, right. <laughs> you know, like I post these meals that people are like, well, it looks so good. And it's all vegan. And it is so good. It's really not hard. People just want to overcomplicate it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's been a little, um, I mean, certainly on purpose trying to, to, I don't want to say demonize, but certainly, uh, you know, make it not cool to be a vegan or, you know, just attacking it from, from all angles. Right. So then it's, it's an easy way for people to, to poke fun, I guess people, you know, like with the whole, Oh, but what about bacon? Or like when people say crap like that, I'm like, seriously, like you can't come up with a less cliche thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think even more than like demonizing, I think it's just going out to eat, going out to restaurants. It's just hard that part is hard. And I think that that's what is, um, it's true. I mean, it would be even harder in a different city, you know? I mean, Charleston for the South, like we're actually in a pretty good situation, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think so when, when my husband and I went to New York, I was like, I want to try some great vegan restaurants I've heard of. And I tried one or two that like, um, I had heard of, and I didn't, I wasn't overly impressed with them. What I was impressed with were just like the regular, like Asian restaurants that were like, I made pad thai that was vegan. Like I didn't yeah. have it and it was vegan. Yeah. And like, I think a big part is, so my husband is part Korean and besides like the seafood aspect, a lot of the, a lot of like Asian meals are vegan and people love them. And it's because the the spices and the sauces that they use totally. are so good and so we uh, um that's what I first started with was cooking a lot of vegan um like Asian vegan meals yeah. so my husband would because I knew like my kids are gonna do what I make them do like they have to I've never been one of those parents that like gave them what they wanted like yeah. I make food and if they don't like it then they're not eating right yes. right and I'm not gonna like pick off their nasty mac and cheese up. they're gonna eat what I'm eating yeah. <laughs> Or they're gonna, <laughs> so, they're gonna go to bed hungry. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, right, and yeah. and I want them to have like we. I didn't grow up eating a lot of like um, ethnic food, and so I started making more like vegan ethnic food so that I could get my husband more on board with it. Right. Um, I'm not great at that. But <laughs> whatever. I mean, a lot of other cultures are. I feel like are easy to eat vegan. Like Mexican, my friend was just in Mexico and she was posting all of these pictures. I mean, like it was so easy. They were in like the middle of nowhere, little tiny town in Mexico. And it's like, there's a vegan, it is like a vegan restaurant, you know? 
Um, it's just like American food is just not, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's hot dogs and hamburgers. I know. Yeah. And it's literally, and we're one of the most unhealthy countries in the world. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think the issue also with like eating out is um, because in America it's so hard and, and uh, there's so much money and subsidies behind animal agriculture and animal agriculture in general is so powerful. You know, I mean, I recently, I don't have cable, we don't have cable. And so I don't normally watch like normal television, but recently when I had been somewhere that had normal TV and just like watching the commercials and it's just like a commercial for the nastiest, most American food ever, you know, that's just like processed meat, like hamburgers, pizza, whatever, just so much dairy on everything, like triple, triple dipped pizza. I don't know, whatever they do. And, and then the next commercial is for an autoimmune disease, you know, Humira or some type of drug. Right. And it's like, seriously, like, this is so, I feel like I'm in some like alternate universe. Like how does like the majority of Americans not see this and, and connect the dots, you know? Well, that's why it just, it's, it's America with like fast food and fast yeah. results and like, like breast implants, fast results with your body. And like, yeah. um, everyone wants those quick fixes and with workouts and they want to be able, you know, everyone's magic on, pill. Oh yeah. They yeah. want to slim fast. I remember when slim fast was like a big thing and they're just, yeah. they want something easy and yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but, um, the breast implant thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that might be interesting. Um, because you had breast implants. I did. I got them. You got those things out. I got them out. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what I was thinking in my moment of weakness. Cause I think that I'm a pretty, maybe halfway crunchy person. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm making an organic garden right now for my neighborhood. So it's like a community garden that I started and I have my own in my house. And like, I always have, we used to have chickens and back yeah. when I had, I mean, I have dreads. If you guys don't know who I am, I have dreads. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, I don't know. I think I was, so I don't know where that came from. Cause like I don't. How old were you? So um, this is only three or four years ago. Oh, wow. That recently. Yeah. So wow. I got them right before I started working for Hilo. So four, wow. yeah, three or four years ago. Um, I think, so I was in like really, really great shape. I was like working at Method Ride at the cycle studio and you know, you're like teaching and training a million hours a week and I'm running after two children still. Mm -hmm. And I was in really great shape, but then I had, so I have two kids and I breastfed them both. And my son, I breastfed till he was like two and a half. And when you breastfeed and you're already like a size a, it just deflates your boobs. Mm. I mean, they just look like deflated balloons and they're pointing all different directions and they're just straight up unattractive mm. and I would put a bathing suit on and it would be like I would get wet and, and then it would like you know smush against your skin and you could just I was just like I didn't I don't I don't know I would put a bathing suit on and feel great about my body except for that mm. and right so like I'm I work hard for my body I work, work yeah. really hard but there's nothing you can do from that when you breastfed two babies and instead of 
embracing it, I was like, I can change this. And I never thought I would ever all growing up. I didn't, you know, yeah. Um, because I always had small breasts, like, like literally a less than a size a, and I never cared about boobs ever. And when mm-hmm. I got, like got the smallest size possible and I asked for a small size and he said, no, <laughs> like there's no small size. So like, <laughs> I didn't care about that. I really wanted like the inflammation that, that deflation to like, no, right. I just put, like a little bit of fat there. <laughs> yeah. So I just went to a lot of competitions and I researched it a lot. And I mean, I went to him a few times and asked all the questions and made sure I'd never have to go back, like all these things and decided to do it. And then a year in it, I started noticing some issues. I mean, I went to the doctor, I got blood tested for all this stuff. I found out that my ferritin was really low and not my iron, not my hemoglobin, just my ferritin. Mm-hmm. And my doctor was like, I don't And teaching, like, I would think I was teaching 18, 20, so like teaching 20 classes, working out every day. I don't understand how you're like moving. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. able to like do your job with this such low ferritin. And she mm-hmm. couldn't figure out where it was coming from because everything else was normal. And, um, I told her that I thought it was my breast. So I got the, I got blood tested like maybe a year and a half after I had them and I had these issues and I was like gaining weight and I was getting really, really dizzy, which was from the ferritin and mm-hmm. just like a number of issues. And I put all these into Google and I couldn't figure out what it was for like months. And I put all these things into Google. And finally, after a while I saw breast implant infection. Wow. And I was like, this is what I have. Like, I know it because I was so against implants my whole life. I've never done like anything unnatural. I don't even really wear that much makeup. Like, you know, so my body is like rejecting them because it's not natural. Yeah. And it's a foreign object in your body, you know? So it makes sense. I mean. It doesn't make sense. And no matter whether it's saline or silicone, it doesn't matter because the, the casing around it is fake. Yep. And so I just knew that I needed to get them out. I'm very in tune with my body since having kids. Before that, maybe not so much, but since mm-hmm. having kids, it really, literally, mm-hmm. you are in tune with every movement all over your body. It's kind wow. of ridiculous, like how it changes you. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, I just knew. And so I got them taken out. I didn't do any medicine for the ferritin. I mean, I did for like a few days, but not long. I wanted to see, I thought maybe my, my implants were messing with like my blood, my ferritin, whatever all that was. And, and I told the doctor and she was like kind of an agreement. Like she agreed with me. She uh-huh. believed it. Yeah. So I went a year after not changing anything else. I hadn't become vegan then nothing else after I got them out, maybe not a year later, but like, um, six months after I got them taken out, maybe I went and got my blood checked and my ferritin was normal. Wow. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah. And for so, not doing any, not having to go and get, you know, any type of treatment. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't change anything with my diet. So I, yeah. I mean, I hadn't gone like, I don't even think I was vegetarian then. I mean, mostly again, but like it wasn't, it hadn't changed since the first time I got tested. So I really believed, uh, I believe it, that was a part of it. Um, so, I mean, I definitely regret getting them. 
because it was a lot of money and yeah well now you're kind of a spokesperson for it though you know because yeah there are lots of people who um you know do feel uncomfortable or not as confident and maybe there are like other I mean, is there anything else that you can do without doing implants, like a lift or something? Can you do those kind of things? I like, mean, my boobs are so small that they wouldn't lift. They can't and do that. I, I don't, mine are so small, like, I mean, maybe they could put that in there, but I didn't need, and like, I, I did not go to the same doctor that put mine in to take them out. Yeah. Because I didn't really love the doctor that put them in. I always had a weird off feeling with him. Yeah. Loved the doctor that took them out. Love, love, love him. And he told me, that him and another doctor who's very famous for doing this, they have eight cases a week where they take breast implants out because of BII and 100% of their clients get better. Wow. What does BAI stand for? Breast? Breast implant infection. Infection. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. These are, these are cosmetic surgeons that believe in it. I mean, and I asked him cause I have no filter. So I was like, well then how, if you understand this, how are you okay with putting mm. them in? Like, how can you, <laughs> and yeah. you know, I love him a lot too. Like, I mean, really he, I love him. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm just honest with my patients and I tell them like what the risks are and, right. and then it is up to them if they still want to do it and see my doctor who put them in told me there were no risks. What's funny is that I, did make an appointment to see what he would say to take them out, but I didn't tell them I believed I had BII. I just wanted to take them out because I yeah. didn't feel like they were right for me. And he um, he did tell me that his wife took hers out recently, which I thought oh, was interesting. Yeah. I was like, huh. So was he? Was he? T I mean, obviously he didn't tell you. You know, well, you didn't tell him that there was something wrong. I mean, did he encourage you to take him out or like, what was his reaction other than that? No, it was just like, if you want to, I will, but I don't think like you're going to be that happy with it. And, um, I mean, it's fine if you do, I guess, like my wife did too, but mm. I'm sure that your issues aren't from that kind of thing. I mean, he just wasn't, Yeah. you know, I didn't tell him because I knew that he would, um, not, not believe you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I could tell, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. cause he didn't tell me any of the risks going in and I asked straight up asked. So, yeah, I think that should be like a form of malpractice considering I feel like, I mean, you would know there's probably enough research out now saying that they're <laughs> showing obviously that there are risks. I mean, there's lots of risks. There's tons. My sister um, went was a teacher with another teacher who had them and she got so sick. She had to quit her job as a teacher and was on her like deathbed. And as soon as she got the implants out, and these are most people, like I didn't have them in long. I had them a year and a half. These are people who had them in for years. Mm -hmm. And she was on, or maybe two years I had them, but she was on like her deathbed. And when she got them out, she was immediately better. I mean, these are people, I'm part of all these groups now. Yeah. People will show pictures of their face and of their body. And you see a difference in a week and they'll be on their deathbed. I mean, there's famous people too. I think Pamela Anderson is one of them. And um, that, um, uh, who is it in the Playboy? One of the Playboy bunnies. She's one of them, and she talks uh, about. She was on her death. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, after you, I mean, I heard about yours when I came to class one day. You had talked about it, and then like a week after, I saw like two other people who I like know through the grapevine kind of thing who had gotten theirs out, and they had said that they had like their just their brain was not functioning properly. They just had inflammation, like, 
and they couldn't figure out what it was. And then, you know, however they discovered it, but yeah. So. Yeah. So just through, I mean, that's one thing that's great about social media is like, that's how I found out about, well, I didn't find out about that way, but that's what encouraged me even more. You already saw other stories. Yeah. 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 All the stories. And when you see that many women and in, and even going to this doctor who told me like, yes, and all these women, they're better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's good too, whether or not it's going to discourage people to get them. That's one thing, but there could be people who are out there now who are sick and have no freaking clue what it is. You know, they probably could have gone to multiple doctors because that's how it often works for a lot of different illnesses. You know, like you go to all these different specialists and nobody can tell you what the heck's wrong with you. Sometimes you have to figure it out on your own, you know? (laughs) Well, and, and also like, I think a lot of times doctors don't even know, you know, I mean, there's so much, there's so many, I mean, they can't learn everything anyways, you know, I mean, it's impossible to think they can. I mean, right. And our society, I'm not, I mean, doctors are great, but we do put them on a pedestal and I, I encourage most people, like nobody knows your body like you do, you know, whether or not a doctor is going to say, Oh no, that can't be it. I mean, I've heard that story to multiple clients, you know, who have gone and told their doctor, doctor what they think they have wrong with them. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Oh, it's in your head or, you know, that's right. not what you have. Like, yeah, a lot of um, BII uh, patients have been told it's in your head. And a lot of them have been like divorced or left by their husbands because of their illnesses are so bad. And again, it is expensive oh. to get them out. And so it's just as expensive to get them out as it is to put them in. So really? Yeah. So you're talking yeah. between like seven and $15,000. Yeah. So a lot of people don't even have that money. And when you end up being so sick that you can't work and then your husband doesn't really believe you because it's so new right. and people, they don't often don't use their head like and think a foreign object. Yes. I mean, people have metal plates and um, screws in them and it is affecting them. It yeah. is. Yeah. So, that, you know, they just might not talk about it, but it is affecting them. And I think like you've healed yourself despite what doctors not being able to heal you. And like yeah. with my daughter, my daughter, like same thing. That's how I felt. Like I know my daughter and I'm the only one that's going to advocate for her. The only one that's going to fight to make sure that she feels better. And yeah, you know, so yeah. you might as well, when people talk about not being able to go vegan, I'm like, try it for, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Right. Just try it one day and then the next day and the next day, just try it for a few days and see how you feel. Right. right. And then maybe you can add one more day. Just take it like one day at a time. Don't think about like the rest of your life. Just think yeah. like, let me try it tomorrow. Okay. Let me try yeah. it the next day. Let me try it the next day, you know, and then make it a goal to like try it a week and then the next week and just see, because chances are you're going to feel better within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to feel a difference. You know, I really don't, I really didn't have um, a reaction to dairy that I could ever, I mean, I've taken it off before and then gone back on it before I was vegan. And I really have never felt it, but I just don't believe it's beneficial for my body. So I just, you're not a baby cow. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many resources nowadays too. I mean, it's never been easier. I feel like, you know, Oh, it's so easy. I mean, I'm making a cheesecake with that 
um, Kite Hill cream cheese. And not that we're like, need to do this a lot, but it's, it's a treat. Yeah. Yeah. And she, um, and I love cheesecake and it's not as good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> dairy things, dairy free things are not as good. They aren't, they just aren't, but your taste. Eventually you, you, yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And then once you do, it's like, it's very good for vegan, but if you are someone who is not vegan and you are comparing it to a real cheesecake, I mean, that's just not fair. You shouldn't because it is not, it's you know, it's made out of different things. I mean, it is. Yeah. But, um, it's like, you know, there's only like four ingredients in that cream cheese. So I feel so safe about using that. I love Kite Hill. Yeah. I mean, they have some great options. So have you tried, um, so Miyoko's just came out with a cheddar. I saw that on your Instagram. My God. I just bought it the day before that because I saw it on their Instagram. <laughs> I made a grilled cheese with it because I haven't had that in a long no. time. Me neither. It so, was really good, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was so good. My son did not care that much for it, but I was like, I mean, he was like fine with it. Yeah. He doesn't care about cheese anyway. Yeah. I mean, I was never like a crazy cheese person, but I don't know. Grilled cheese though. I mean, I hadn't had one of those in a long time. So Did you make I got, one? I got the last package too. It was like, you know how they have it in like a little box and I, I like, it looked like on the shelf that it was empty. And I was like, oh man, maybe there's just, and I like reached in and there was a one freaking package left. I was like, yes, yes. And I made a grilled cheese. I made it with the, um, simple needs sourdough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I don't feel bad about my bread is because it's so small. So two pieces really equal like one piece of regular bread because it's so small. Right. It's like this big. Mm. Our listeners can't see my hands. (laughs) (laughs) You can. That's really small. It's really small guys. Okay. (laughs) It's not so bad. So it's really like half a grilled cheese when I ate it and I split it in half and share it with one with my husband and one with my son. Um, Yeah. So good. Well, I just made like a a mini version. I just like cut one piece of bread in half and then made like a half of a grilled cheese just because I was like, it was a really random time, but I really wanted to, like I bought it and then it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and I was like, I really want to try this. And so I just like made a mini grilled cheese. <laughs> that was like yeah. my breakfast. Oh God, yeah. it's so good. And now it's almost gone. I'm pretty sure there's like one slice left. So, yeah. you know, and I, and I wonder if like making, so I make tomato pie and this will be the first summer where I won't where I'm vegan. So I grow my own tomatoes and basil and everything. And you use onions and you're supposed to use like mayonnaise and cheddar cheese. And it's my favorite summer meal ever. So I'm going to try it with vegan mayo and that cheddar, the vegan cheese and see how it turns out. Ooh, I bet that'll be really good. I hope so. It's like my favorite meal. It sounds delicious. They do or they don't? No, they they don't like tomatoes. Yeah. A lot of kids don't like tomatoes. I didn't like tomatoes growing up. Yeah. I like them now. My mom used to eat like tomato sandwiches and I always thought she was so weird. I was like, that is so weird, mom. (laughs) No, my mom does too. And that's what I eat every single day in the summertime, tomato sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made a vegetable sandwich today that was so good. It's just like all these veggies on two pieces of bread with avocado and mustard. And it was just- That sounds amazing. It was really nice. And I posted on that and this morning of like, this is how easy it is to be vegan. Yeah. You know, like- 
grits with like sauteed vegetables and nutritional yeast for breakfast with avocado toast. Like that's, it was so good. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you post some really inspiring, um, you should put some inspiring dishes, I think, you know? So do you. Well, thanks. <laughs> Um, so I would normally I, I end my podcast with like, you know, so what's on the horizon for you, but it's kind of hard to do that now, um, <laughs> considering nobody knows. Um, but if people do want to follow you and your kids adventures and your food adventures, your Instagram is, um, what is it at? Liz I'll put Liz it in the fitness balanced. I will put it in the show notes um, for anybody because y'all should totally follow Liz. And uh, I look forward to seeing you when the world opens back up. And I will be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at your classes. <laughs> Probably I can't, to, I can't wait. To oh my God. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and talking about like our favorite subject. I know. Talk about in between class anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. We could talk about it all day. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Okie doke. Inspiration. So. Oh, thanks girl. Likewise. Yeah. Okay. Peace and plants. Peace and plants. Isn't she so great? I cannot wait to see her smiling face once the world back opens back up and I can get to some of her classes at Hilo. But it was so much fun to chat with her and to be able to chat a little bit more than our normal, you know, brief chats before and after class. So I got to learn a little bit more about her uh, the same time y'all were, which was fun. And I think one of the big takeaways for me today is, of course, that, you know, nobody knows your body like you do. And you have to speak up when you know that something is wrong. Also, you have to speak up for those you love, you know, and as far as kids go, of course, no one is going to be a bigger advocate for their health and their wellness than you. So um, being plant-based is absolutely the healthiest that we can be, at least focusing the majority of our diets on plants is only going to benefit you and your kids in the long run so they can live full and happy lives, you know, free of disease and free of pain because at the end of the day, you know, health is wealth and you don't really have much unless you have your health. So I hope you enjoyed that chat. I certainly did. Um, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share to the podcast, all the things, as I say. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It is on my website. You can find that at therefinedhippie.com. I send out secret recipes every few weeks that these recipes are not on the website, nor will they ever be. They're just for my newsletter subscribers. And if you or someone you know is needing nutritional help, counseling, um, is needing some help with mind, body, spirit, because I, I truly believe that being fully healthy is, is a multifaceted approach. It is not just nutrition. It's mindset. It's exercise. It's movement. It's thought patterns. It's all of these things. 
and I do a 12-week wellness program, which includes uh, in-depth wellness analysis and review, plant-based meal guides for every week. I come up with a recommendation plan that is created specifically for you and your needs. We do weekly check-in, phone chats, and constant email support for when you need it. So you can learn more about that on my website and also be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Refined Hippie. So until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants.